Chapter Fifty Eight of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Fifty Eight. A Messenger Dispatched. The girls had gone upstairs. Their maid Gwenthian, attending upon them to dress for dinner of which something had been said to the prince when parting with him at the door once inside the dressing-room however sabrina instead of proceeding to change her attire made direct for an escritoire the flap of which she pulled open then seating herself before it she drew a sheet of paper from its drawer and commenced writing with nervous haste a letter it was of no great length and in a few seconds finished but before folding it up she turned to the maid saying gwent go down to the back door and stay about there till you see cadger jack's sister i expect her to come up to the house and if nothing has hindered she should be here very soon now when she arrives bring her to me without losing a moment do it all quietly gwent signified her comprehension of the orders and was about starting to execute them when her mistress said stay then after reflecting a moment added go into the kitchen and tell the cook dinner is not to be served before winnie goes away that is if she come in any case it's not to be put on the table till she has further directions about it but must we really dine along with him asked vega as the maid passed out of the room she had commenced making her toilette and inattentive to what her sister had been doing only overheard what she said about the dinner either that or give offence i had to speak of dinner could not help it and the prince will expect us to sit at the table i'd rather sit down with beelzebub oh sob you can't conceive what a vile vulgar man prince though he be yes i can know it richard has told me all about him but we must bear and dissemble do our best to entertain both him and his officers i think we needn't fear any special rudeness just yet and if we can keep them to their good behavior for twelve hours i ask no more why do you say twelve hours read that it was the note she had just written and soon as the other had run her eyes over it she added now you understand i do but how is it to be taken there by winnie it's just for that i gave reese orders to send her up couldn't reese have taken it himself on horseback he would go much faster true he might if permitted to start but he wouldn't be not the least likelihood of it if he returns to the house which i hope he won't they'll not let him leave again but win will do better every way we can trust her and for speed she'll get to her journey's end quick as any courier on horseback she knows all the shortcuts and byways through the forest that will be in her favor to save time besides safety otherwise the fear i have is her not being at home what a pity we didn't know of their coming when she was with us in the morning perhaps not so much rejoined vega whose subtle ear had caught the sound of footsteps descending the stairs two sets of them 
as told by the lighter and heavier tread. That's wind now, coming up with Gwent's. I'm almost sure of it. In a few seconds after both were sure of it, as the door opened, discovered their mate outside on the landing with the cageress close behind. Oh, Wynne, we're so glad, exclaimed the sisters in a breath, as she was ushered into the room. Glad of what, my ladies? asked the woman with a puzzled look. She did not understand how they could be joyful under the circumstances. At your being here, answered Sabrina. We were afraid you might not be at home or unable to come to us. Well, mistress, I were at home, and comed as soon as I got your message. But my comin' were nigh all bein' for nothin'. How so? The cavalier sodgers weren't for lettin' me in o' the house, nor yet through the back gate. They hae got sentries all round, besides the yard be full of em with their horses, and their imperence too. They were impudent to you? Deed, yes, my ladies, swore at me, and said I Moana set foot inside the gate. You see what courteous guests we've got, sister, said Vega. The attendants of a prince. I thought it would end so. Me tried to get past they, continued the cageress, by telling a bit fib. I said us were the washerwoman come for the clothes. How clever, exclaimed Vega admiringly not much of that mistress anyways it warn't no use then wouldn't allow me in after all if tadn't been for a young officer who chanced be near and ordered they let me pass he spoke me kindly too which were the strangest thing of all why strange asked sabrina on account o who him war my lady who captain trevor the one used to come to Hollymead for's the war. She had no need to particularize which. The sisters knew and exchanged glances, that of the elder, showing a peculiar intelligence. Odd, oh, he being civil to me, pursued the woman. Him must a knowed we well enough, and had remembrance of what happened on the Cat's Hill two years ago. I told you about it, my ladies. You did, said Sabrina. And it does seem a little strange of Captain Trevor not being spiteful if he recognized you, as he must have done. But she added, becoming impatient, no matter for that now. Time is pressing, and we want you to do us a service. When? You will? Why needs thee ask if us will? Because there's some danger in it. That be no reason, and don't speak of the danger. Please to say, What's weeshed done, Mistress Sabrina, and shall be did if in the power of we to do it. This then, dear Winnie, we want to take into Gloucester. She held out what appeared a spill for lighting pipe or candle. It was the note she had just written, folded and double-folded, till no longer recognizable as a sheet of paper, much less a letter, for all the cagerists knew it to be such, and not the first of its kind she had received from the same hands. For surreptitious conveyance. It shall be took there, she said, in a determined way, if the cavaliers don't take it from me on the way. Them won't find it without some searching, though. Saying which, she made further reduction in the dimensions of the sheet by double knotting it, then thrust it under the coils of her luxuriant hair, 
and by a dexterous play of fingers so fixed it that only undoing the plates could it be discovered the letter bore no address nor was name signed to it neither inquired the cageress to whom it was to be delivered enough that mistress sabrina had given it to her and it was for gloucester she knew there was a man there it must be meant for she herself for a special reason being always well posted up as to the whereabouts of sir richard walwyn and his foresters thee wish me to start immediate i suppose my lady at once soon as you can get off how long will it take you to get to gloucester well for usual me and jack beast bout four hours for rardine but i once did the journey myself in a bit less than three and can go it same again it's now a little after six only ten minutes said sabrina consulting her three-cornered watch do you think you could get there by nine sure of that and a fours if us be alive and nothing happen to stop we on the way oh i hope there won't dear winnie time is of such importance so much depending upon it ay it may be lives she leant forward and whispered some words into the woman's ear either a last pressing injunction or it might be promise of reward for the service to be performed whatever it was on the face of the forest amazon there was an expression of ready assent then a humorous smile as she made haste to be gone saying now gwenthy gee us the clothes for the wash the maid as her mistress looked a little puzzled but quickly comprehending all three set to collecting such lingerie as they could lay hands on soon making up a bundle big enough to represent a week's consignment for the laundry which the pretended washerwoman having hoisted on her head started downstairs with it went the in by direction going along to see her out of doors assisting her in cajoling the sentries and bring back report whether these had been safely passed end of chapter fifty eight recording by john brandon